Ooh, all right. It seems like we are on and we are live. Lovely to be speaking to you again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Slim Society Show. It is episode 36, maybe. <laughs> and if you hear how my voice went up then at the end, six, like this, because I'm not sure, but something like episode 36, maybe someone... Leave me on a comment and let me know. We're just churning out one to two episodes per week, bringing you positivity. And today I am joined by my favourite co-host, as always, it's Lynn Robertson. Woo! Woohoo! <laughs> How are you, Lynn? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. It's a bit early this, though, for me, Connie, you know. Don't Is normally it? go I'm as a... early as this, nine o'clock in the uh... morning. I'm sorry, I am an old man. Um, I, lit- I literally wake up at 5am every single day with no alarm, basically. No matter what's going on or what time I've fallen asleep, I'm, I'm up with the birds. Yeah, but the, the thing is, so am I, not quite as early as you. I usually wake up about 6.30. And so I've been awake and busy for ages. It's just that I don't really plan anything until about 10 o'clock. Because since I retired, you know, those wonderful was... words, retired, I just sort of like do, do my internet banking, go on Facebook, go and have a shower, go and make some breakfast, go and do this, go and do that. And then about sort of half past nine, I think, no, I'll get dressed now and, and this kind of thing. So my day normally starts, I mean, my day as in doing something and arranging something with someone usually starts about 10 o'clock. But it's not that I'm not awake. I'm, a, I'm an early person, an early to rise, an early to bed person I am. So, I was yeah. just going to say it's because you're before you said it that it's because you're a lady of leisure and you're retired now, yes. so you can you, you can do as you please, my dear. You can flounce around I in can. the morning if you so wish. Um, I unfortunately, can. I so can. <laughs> and you deserve it. You deserve it. You've done your slog in the world. You've um, yeah. you've you've uh-huh. put in your workload, haven't you, for how many decades? So now, well, it's about your forty time to take years, I worked full time. Forty years, yep. exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, I'm still in full work mode. And for me, it's a flipping Monday. And that means it's one of the busiest days of the (laughs) week. So I started work at 6am. I'm not down a coal mine or anything this morning. I've just been checking all the six steps to slim members groups. Uh, No, sorry, not groups, goals. I just said the entire wrong word there. Um, All the six steps to slim members goals this morning, because as you know, we do goal setting on a Sunday, don't we? Or most people do. Not, not everybody. And people do a little self-reflection of how their week's gone. Um, in terms of their own personal goals, it might be how did they eat? It might be did they do their activity levels? It might be to do with staying positive. It might be to do with other self-care or health and happiness things. Do a little self-reflection in with themselves and then send us a message into the group or me privately. Sometimes and some people, if they prefer to, about what their targets are going to be for next week. And we have a little discussion and it takes me... Maybe five hours <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. to go to go through all of these on a Monday. And that's that is irrespective and regardless of everything else I've got to do on a Monday. It literally takes me about probably five hours to to, to mm-hmm. go through everybody's weekly goals and go back and forward. But it's it's all good and it's an enjoyable part of my week because it's all for positivity and it's all for helping people, isn't it? It is, and it's part of the service, isn't it? You know, um, I've said to you many times before, I find it very, very difficult to describe to, um, I'll call them an outsider, you know, somebody who's not part of the group. I find it very difficult to describe to them what this group is all about and what you actually get from it. And what you've described there is, you know, a very small part, a large part, but a small part 
of what people actually get for the money because you know there, there is a cost involved it's a very small cost as far as I'm concerned um, for what you get out of it but what you do get out of it is the individual attention even though it's part you're part of a group you've just said there you know it takes you five hours to go through one week's worth uh, well sorry one uh, one post in the group reflecting on everyone's week. It's not a week's worth of posts. It's one post, but it takes you five hours. And that's because you give each person your individual attention. And although you're part of a group, you get the individual attention as well. And um, I think that's I think that's quite rare, I think. I don't know, as part of other groups, um, you know, that I used to run um, – uh, a group myself I used to run two groups myself and I always used to try in between the weekly meetings to contact people in those days we didn't have sort of like emails and things like that uh, I used to do handwritten little notes and it used to cost me a fortune in stamps because I used to do handwritten notes each week for people who I thought had done really well or people who I thought might be struggling or people who achieve achieve some kind of target and I'd do a handwritten note and I'd pop it in the post to them. And then I'd have a whole list of people that I'd choose to ring during that week. But I think that was me rather than what you were meant to do. You know, I think that's me adding my sort of, because uh, I'm a sociable person and a people person. Um, I used to do that because I wanted to. Uh, I don't think I don't think you needed to do that. And I don't think a lot of the consultants would do that kind of thing. No, because you were you were a Slimming World coach, weren't you? And I, I agree, I that's down to you being an excellent coach. That's really down to you. I, I also understand that that's not formally part of their process. Like they don't force all their Slimming World reps or coaches, whatever you want to call them, um, to to do that. But that's just great. That's just great from you. And you are exactly right. When people are in our group, the Six Steps to Slim, what, what, you, what it basically is, what they are experiencing is not... It is a group effort, but it's not a group effort. It's just all of my clients in one place, basically. Mm. And I have a lot of different clients for a lot of different things. There's yes. a lot of different people with a lot of different goals. Yes, mostly, mostly they, most people have got a weight loss goal. Um, most people have got some food-related goals. Um, some people don't have weight loss goals, though, and some people have health improvement goals. Some people don't. Some people exercise. Some people don't. There's disabled people. There's marathon runners. There's... Tall people, small people, there's, you know, mm-hmm. um, all genders, there's everyone for different reasons. So, yes, it is it is a group, but it's not, I'm not sure how to describe it. It's also not, it's not everybody is doing the exact same thing and everybody is following the same plan. It's all individual people with individual plans, but all in one yeah. place. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to explain yeah. it any yeah. Any simpler yeah. than that, really. And you're exactly right. Yeah. That is a little bit rare because most groups are bigger than our group, essentially. Um, there are some more famous groups than ours. Like there's one called Team RH. Have you ever heard of this program? Nope. So it can't be that um, famous. It, it... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Direct call out from you. Well, they're, 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 um, they're more famous than us. I will say that. Um it's a guy called Richie on Facebook. I can't, that's why it's RH. He's Richie something. Oh, um, right. Okay. Uh, his surname's a H. I can't remember exactly what it is. He makes Facebook live videos not dissimilar to mine. Um, he shouts and swears a lot more and is a lot more offensive <laughs> than, than I am. Oh, I will, right. I will say that. Um, he shouts and balls and swears and says all kinds of things that I will, you would never catch me saying <laughs> um, online. But anyway, in their group, they have, last time I heard, 10,000 members 
Um, wow. I know. And that's not playing the same game, is it? So there, when no. people come to our... No, people come to our program from, from Team RH. They literally have people have left their program and then come to our program for more individual, individual attention because they're saying, yes. oh, well, when I ask a question, somebody answers, but it's not actually Richie the guy. And if I want this personal attention, I don't really get it and they're not really adjusting my program mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is this is kind of to be expected, isn't it, when there's 10,000 people. We have like 200 and something middling. 230, yes. 40-ish people, don't we? So it's, a, it's yes. a much, much lower number, which means everybody can get more attention. Admittedly, our program is more expensive than theirs for that reason. Um, theirs is only something like £10 per month or something like this to be in the group. But again, that's you kind of pay for what you get, don't you? If you only pay £10. Uh, absolutely, you, absolutely. The, and, this guy and, you know, is... The, sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. No, you go. No, I was going to say, and, you know, we can talk, we could talk about this subject for a long time along the lines of, you know, once um, an individual person or a self-employed person or whatever you want to call it comes up with um, a new business idea, which you could say that Six Steps to Slim is one of those, you've got that um, difficulty, haven't you, as to how quickly you grow. Because once you do start growing, if you start growing into the, you know, you've got a 1,000, you've got 1,500, then people can't expect any longer that individual attention. Um, And so it's a difficulty that a lot of people have when they run their own businesses, as I say, if you want to call it that, as to how, I mean, I saw something actually this week on Dragon's Den. There was um, a lady on this week who said that she did everything herself. You know, she manufactures the products, she packages them herself, she posts them out herself, she does this herself, she does that herself. And she didn't want to involve anybody else in it. And yeah. the dragons were saying, well, you get to a point where you can't grow anymore when there's only yeah. one person involved. And she was like, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter how much it grow. I'll just put more hours in. And I just thought it was quite interesting that mm. eventually you can't grow to a, a number, as you just said, 10,000 people. And one person just manage that group. How could they possibly and how could they know each person individually? Yep, you're exactly right. And I've already thought about this and people have already asked me this question. People ask if I'm trying to turn Six Steps to Slim into Slimming World and do I want a group in each city and a different person to run it? And the answer is absolutely not. Um, The current plan is that I will allow approximately double as many members as we've got now and then we're shut. (laughs) And that's the end of the 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 game. There'll be no extra groups. There'll be nobody else getting siphoned off to anybody else. That's not that's not what I ever planned it to be, and that's not what it is or will be in my vision. We, we can get to, in my opinion, unless anything changes, which you never know, it might do, double the members we've got now, and then I'll just shut it, and then it's just one in, one out. Um, and yes. that'll, just be, that'll just be maximum capacity. When one person achieves their goal, then another person, if there's a waiting list, there's a waiting list, and that'll be the game. That's the current plan. Whether it changes along the way, which I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised, because all plans change, don't they? Um, whether it changes along the way or something else comes up I'm not sure but that's the that's the current plan because I understand I can't just take on infinite people I am only just literally one guy and currently yes I do contact and help every single one of all of my clients individually and separately as well as do the stuff in the group as well and I understand there are limitations to this of course yeah yeah yeah, because you, you know you you are you are only one person, and and you know you're a human being. You're not a machine. And at, at the end of the day, 
you, you know, well, I think one of the massive, massive positives of the group is that you do know each person individually. You know, when, when you reply, you don't sort of copy and paste some reply from one that you sent to somebody else last week or the day before or something. It's an individual reply tailored to that individual person and that specific question that they've asked. And, you know, many times I, I'm sort of still surprised by the fact that you say things to me or, or other people in the group as to, well, you like this kind of thing, don't you? Or, well, you always have a problem with that, don't you? Or things like that, because you actually take the time to get to know each person, not necessarily as to, you know, what, whether they've got wife or husband, kids, whatever, but, but you get to know what their needs and requirements and uh, foibles are so that you can then tailor your advice to that individual person. And that is a huge, huge part of the um, the positive um, <clears throat> part of the group, I, I believe. And once you start, as you say, going beyond, like you said, you know, 500 maybe and getting into the thousands, no one can do that. You cannot possibly remember each person, especially, you know, when there'll be lots of women in there and lots of very similar people with similar desires. You'll start mixing people up and then that'll be really bad then because that'll, that would look really bad, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure which way that would go or what it would be like. And currently, I am also very thankful to people like you and the other supporting coaches inside... Um the Six Steps to Slim group, like Bethany Sharp and other people as well, and the people that come on the Zoom meetings and chat, because I get a lot of help in the background from people like you and the other supporting coaches, helping produce content like this and putting out positivity. Um, like, you don't get paid for doing this podcast, for example. I mean, I also don't get paid for doing this podcast. <laughs> we, we, there's, no mo- there's no money from the podcast, so... It's it's not that it's unfair. It's just that there isn't any. But you just do this because you like it and you want to help people. I feel like it helps yeah. me. You feel like it helps you. So everyone benefits, don't they? Um, yeah. And, th- and there's other people that have other roles and do other supporting things and tasks, whether it's the, in the foreground or the background. Um, like you're also the event organizer, essentially, aren't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> with, you've organized the, the summer meetup now that things are opening up woo woo, and the Christmas, um, yeah. the Christmas, the group Christmas party again, you've organized this, haven't you? So, um, yeah. your associate content producer, um, helper. I, I saw that the actual, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the helper. That's a real word. Yeah. Um, I saw that the actual Facebook algorithm in the group gave you an award, didn't it? Um, it did, yeah. It, it gave you, it gave you a valued responder award. Responder yeah. award. That, li- that literally again, isn't Once again, me. no monetary value involved. <laughs> no, it's a good job you're already retired. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Otherwise, otherwise we'd all be poor. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't get, you don't get coins for being a valued no. responder necessarily. No. It's no. nice though. That, nice though that the Facebook algorithm itself has recognised that you are somebody whose opinion people appreciate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. It makes it makes you wonder what level that algorithm's watching us to, doesn't it? Yeah, if it's, yeah. If it's picking you out like that and understanding whether your comments are positive or negative. Yeah, yeah. That that we don't really want to think about that. I don't think. artificial intelligence yeah Um, big brother yeah exactly so i also couldn't necessarily do everything i do to coach everybody inside the group if it wasn't for you and other people as well um so i appreciate it and thank you to everyone thank you to everyone um today then talking about things opening up we should probably at some point segue into the actual topic of conversation shouldn't we Um, we should because 
because you have once again you're an absolutely amazing co-host because every single week you come to me with a new topic don't you and it's always yeah. a good one it's always a banger <laughs> <laughs> um, and and this this time you just sent me a message saying next topic damage control that's what you said um so for me and for the listeners if that's okay could you just give us a little rundown of what you were meaning from this topic and what you thought we should talk about and which way we should take it yeah so i I thought of it as damage control or damage limitation whichever word you want to use and once again um usually these ideas pop into my head because of something that's happening to me or something that's happening to somebody else in the group where Mm. i'll read something and think oh goodness me you know that's a huge topic for for a conversation that is um and this time it, it was both things so one of them was that um, I've just been on some back-to-back holidays and um, without blowing my own trumpet, and I don't want to make it sound as if, you know, I, I'm really big-headed or anything, but I've got a really big year this year. I'm um, sixth day in June and it's my 40th wedding anniversary in July. Um, oh, plus congratulations. The fact that That's both fantastic, that- isn't it? Yeah, they are. And I mean, I think it's a huge achievement to get to 40 years of marriage these days. Um, And it's also a huge achievement to achieve 60 years of life, which, you know, so many people have said to me, oh, you know, are you worried about being 60? God, no, I've got a lot of friends who never made it to 60. So, you know, I'm absolutely celebrating the fact that I'm, you know, hopefully I'll make it to 60 and way beyond that. So, uh, no, 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 I'm dead excited to be to be almost 60. So it's so it's 60 and 40th wedding anniversary, both, you know, within a, a month of each other. Um, in a year when, you know, we're coming out of the most horrendous um, past 12, 18 months that anybody can ever remember. So I've got a lot of holidays that were rolled over from last year I've got a lot of things booked which I would normally book in a normal year and then layered on top of that I've got other things organized because of the birthday and the anniversary Uh, so you know weekends away with friends individually just myself uh, parties organized all sorts of things my daughters have organized something my husband's organized something I'm going away this weekend I don't know where I'm going um, that he's organized something for me so I'm really excited about that So what I'm coming around to saying is, um, because of all these things that I'm doing, I've suddenly had, you know, this this, uh, inner panic as to how on earth am I going to do all of these things and still control my weight? So I've been thinking a lot about that. And then separately to that, a friend of mine who was in the group um, contacted me and said, oh, notice that you're on holiday again. How on earth are you managing to lose weight while still being on holiday? And I basically had this uh, backwards and forwards uh, uh, conversation with her on um, by text um, saying, I'm not planning on losing weight. I'm planning on trying to maintain my weight until the end of the year. And she was pretty horrified by this and said, how can you be part of a slimming program and not want to lose weight? And it made me think a lot about it as to, well, why would I pay so much a month to be part of a slimming program if I actually don't want to lose weight? And it it just went round in my head as to, should I be trying to lose weight? And then thinking, I've got to be realistic here. I've got to be realistic. I have got 14 different things this year um, (laughs) away from home and four parties and that is not just this year, as in from January. This is from a couple of weeks ago when everything opened up again. 
And that's until... if any more don't get booked in. It's not even the end yeah. of the year, so you might get more. Exactly. <laughs> it's up until the end of October, so it's not even the end of the year. So You're these are animals. Squash... This is what we're discussing, isn't it? This is what we're discussing. It, it is, now. it is. <laughs> but but I, I am, and, and, it, and it's great, and it's wonderful, and I'm so excited, I'm looking forward to it all. But every person will have a part of this, even if it only means that they've got a birthday celebration or a wedding anniversary or the daughter's birthday or the daughter's wedding. Or, they've or it's got always a the weekend. Booked. Weekends are always difficult yeah. every week for people, aren't they? Exactly. There's the weekend, as you say, people, specifically people that work, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday. They've then got the weekend to think about. And most people have a holiday, even if it's, you know, a weekend away somewhere in this country. So I started thinking about how do you manage this? And should you always aim to still lose weight or should you aim to maintain or should you not aim for anything at all and do the damage limitation? And it was all of that that made me think that this would be a worthwhile discussion about how I'm dealing with it. And therefore, obviously, you as well, Connor, as to what your advice is to people, if I don't cover the things that um, that you would say as well. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And I would also gladly put in my personal experience and say what I do as well to keep myself slim, because it's not as if I don't go on holiday or eat out or have birthdays or go to other people's birthdays, or I also do all of these normal things too. And hopefully people see me on video always still looking roughly the same amount of slim. So hopefully I'm keeping my calories controlled as well while enjoying life. I like to go to five-star restaurants and all-inclusive on holiday. Of course. Mm -hmm. Everyone yeah. does, yeah. and you're you're right. Everyone has parts of this, and will experience some level of this, even if it is um, quite nicely for you, extreme in in, in yeah. your situation. And I understand what you're saying. I understand exactly what you mean. If you go on fourteen holidays, as you said, and, <coughs> excuse me, and have four quote unquote events, and then you manage to maintain the same way, I think that's a, a good go. I think that's good. I don't know if I would be able to do that. I'm deadly serious. <laughs> well, um, well I so do I. And I mean, all joking apart, that is what I'm aiming for. You know, I am aiming that at the end of the year, I will be round about the same way that I was at the beginning of the year. Because if I can do that, then I really have truly um grasped it haven't I? I really have worked out how to maintain in the extremest of circumstances therefore any other year when I won't have as much going on surely I can still maintain then so I'm telling myself that that will be a huge achievement as opposed to I'm accepting of something that's not quite right or accepting of something that might not be what I really want so I'm setting my my goal out that that I want to maintain. I want to maintain this year. My God, if I lost some weight, I would be over the moon. But <laughs> I realistically, I can't see it happening. So so why put myself under the pressure of trying mm. to make it happen and spoiling the year, basically, spoiling it by by having these things, these events, and, and sort of um, all the time thinking, I'm not going to lose weight if I have that. I'm not going to lose weight if I have that. So for me... If I can maintain, then I not and and the, the the thing about it that I want to sort of raise is I know that it will go up and down, and that's the bit that I need to accept as well. 
So I don't expect to go on a holiday and come back and be less weight than when I went. I don't really expect to be the same weight as when I went. I expect to be more when I come back. But then I am planning on really, really reining it in on the times when I am at home so that I can then, as I say, cut the damage or limit the damage or control the damage by bringing it back to what I was before I went. Then, ready to go again, go again, come back, put a little bit on, rein it back in again, and go on like that. I don't expect to maintain throughout the year. I think that that would just be unrealistic. But I'm hoping to go up, down, up, down, and my graph be little tiny spikes all the way across until it gets to the end of October when I can think, yes, I've had an absolutely amazing year and I'm still the same way as I was at the beginning of April, I think. That's what I'm thinking, you know, everything opened up again 12th of April and that's when my things started taking off, really. And my last thing is like the, the last week in October. So that that is my plan. And I feel really quite happy to have that plan. And I think anything other than that is completely unrealistic. Do, do you agree? Firstly, yes, I do agree. Secondly, um... I thought you said two very important things there and you just hit the nail on the head right at the head, right at the end there is it's not about, we've always got to remember, it's not about the weight loss in the first place. Yes, okay, it's a, it's a slimming and a weight loss program, but you've always got to remember why you're doing the weight loss and the slimming. It's to be happier, isn't it? Because we're trying to improve our lives or selves in some kind of way. So really yeah. the goal is to be happy, not to be as slim as possible. So if it, if it isn't going to make you happy to, like you said, put that pressure on yourself and have to try and overly restrict yourself throughout these holidays and events, and you think overall that's going to make your year worse, not better, then it's not worth doing. And then I agree, you just shouldn't do it. Should, you, should, should we aim to put on weight? Probably not, because that does go against your other goals that can and will still exist after all this holiday period's done. When it comes around yeah. to next year, it's not as if your goals will have gone away. Will this? So we've still got to be mindful of them. So the other thing that, that, you, that you said that I loved was, well, you didn't say exactly like this, but you, we really have got to create balance, haven't we? And there's, Absolutely. There's many ways we can do this. I really liked what you said. I, I think it's very reasonable, to be fair, to expect that if you come back off holiday, your weight might have bumped up by a few pounds. I don't think anyone would be surprised, even if you ate reasonably well, because you're going to have drunk more alcohol, you're going to have eaten more carbs, you're going to have eaten more restaurant food and more foods that make us all bloaty and sluggish. And it's just normal, isn't it? You're just, you're just going to have put on a few pounds versus your healthy home habits. Um, but really, what does what does that do? Really, what does that do? It's it's little to nothing. It's a drop in the ocean, isn't it? Because with like you said, you said you're going to, I think you said rain it back in or something like that when yeah, you're at yeah. home. Yeah, in these periods in between. And then what will that do? It'll bring the weight and the bloat back down, and then you'll get back to your normal, healthy, happy state. And then you're like, exactly like you said, ready to go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think the the only. The only difference, I guess, with me this year compared to any other year or compared to people who are working is that I don't feel that I have to have a blowout when I go on holiday because I've got another one coming up, if that makes sense. So, you know, I, I said I said to you, I sent you a message when I came back from uh, the last holiday on Friday saying I got weighed and I put on half a pound. And, you know, I, 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 that doesn't really surprise me because I didn't go mad. And I didn't go mad on the holiday before because I know I've got another one coming. It sounds really hard, but I don't feel that I've got to go mad 
because I, I just don't feel that. Although there's masses of temptation, a lot more temptation when you're on holiday. And mm. um, I think it's I think of it's course. because there's a lot more there within reach, and you're not doing anything else other than trying to reach for it. That and things it, are basically. new as things are new as well. Like you, yeah. it's like oh, a new restaurant. Oh, you've tried you've tried cake before, but what about this one that you've never seen in this yes. place? You've never been. It's all uh, yeah. that, exactly. You know the, these homemade cakes in this shop are ten times nicer than well, not nicer, but completely different, as you yeah. say, to the ones in in my local cafe. And you know, so and you do have that, and I'm on holiday feeling, so I might as yeah. well. But Definitely. I, I, I don't necessarily feel as desperate to do that as I would if that was my one holiday of the year. However, that that means that I had to um, exercise some control. And there mm. were some of the things I wanted to talk about, about some of the things that you can do to still have a good time, uh, but to um, mindfully... Uh, well, well, to be mindful, basically, to be mindful, but to still have a good time. And I was thinking of this in there's three different ways of looking at this, the whole damage control and damage limitation. There's a before, a during and an after. Mm, and that's very so I was powerful. thinking about this last night. So I was thinking, so you know that you're going to be doing this beforehand. I'm talking specifically about holidays and events. So yeah. you know that it's your birthday coming up. You know that you're going on holiday a week on Saturday. I'm not talking about the ones where you're faced with something um, that's a surprise or a shock or that you didn't expect to happen. I'm talking today more... Well, you can, this uh, what I'm going to say applies, I guess, to, to, um, to the other things as well. But I'm talking more about planned things. So you know that you're going. You know it's going to be your birthday. You know that. So you've got a before period. You've then got a during period, which is either the day of your birthday or your birthday meal or, or something like that or for the holiday you know the the duration of the holiday and that's either a weekend or a week or a fortnight or something and then you've got the after so you've got the day after the day that you come back the week after the month after mm. and I think different things fit into those three categories do you do you, do you see where I'm going there with that oh I think it's fantastic I think this is top level mindfulness from you i think it's i think this is great mindfulness I, i've been proud of you in this conversation right from the start when you said <laughs> that you've you've realized you've got all these holidays and events and you've been thinking about one of the first thing you said was you've been thinking about this a lot and how you're going to manage your weight and feel through these things and i think that's really important that's why the first step of the program is called mindful eating it's you thinking about your food and what options and now we're now we're coming right down into the practicalities of it where you've gone through okay this is going to happen and you're going to you've gone through okay this and that might happen while I'm doing it so now we're getting down into the nitty-gritty into the actual actionable tools and tactics of what you can do and I completely agree that there's there's things you can do before I I have been doing this myself literally in anticipation for today for example um like today if people are listening today or live um it's the day that restaurants open up inside isn't it in yeah. the in yeah. i don't i don't know if in the uk i think places in scotland might might have had um a little different time different things have opened at different times there so i'm not entirely sure what stage they're at to be honest and they, i know they've been at different stages at different times than us mm. but in england at mm. least it's restaurant opening day isn't it and guess where i'm going out to a <laughs> restaurant of course i am i'm going literally today I'm going literally Excellent. today. 
Um, and I'm going out. I'm going out for dessert of all things. I'm going out specifically to a place that only does massive desserts. So there's not even any option to get anything remotely healthy. You can you can eat ice cream. You can drink ice cream. There's chocolate, although you can leave. <laughs> That's what you can do. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, because if, if anybody knows anything about me and food, I, I like all different types of food, of course. But I'm I'm a basic boy, and my my favourites are pizza, and I like desserts as well. I like good pizza, and I like good desserts. They're my mm. tip top two. Um, so today, after not being, I've I've not even I've not been out to eat at any restaurants outside. You know, I've not been to a single one um, so far. So you've saved been, yourself. Yeah, specifically for this this deli- this uh, dessert place even does delivery, and I've not ordered it on delivery either. Um, wow. Yes, I've been I've been eating healthy, and for about the last week, literally, I've been eating extra healthy and trying to do my yes. exercises with the thought in advance that today, this dessert I'm going to eat, you know, it's going to be like one thousand five hundred to two thousand calories. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. feel sick yeah. and yeah. I'm going to fall immediately yeah. to sleep. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh... I'm not even kidding. Uh, so I've been trying to. Like we could we could say if we talked about it ultra practically, I've been creating a calorie deficit in advance to yes. prepare for this exact moment. Kind of like how you save yes. up money to go on holiday and then spend it. I've been saving exactly. up calories for today to spend them. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that describes it perfectly. And I think when you do describe um, calories and calorie deficit like a bank account, I, I just think it just registers with so many people on so many different levels because that is exactly it. And that is, you know, I've, I've made some notes here and that is exactly what I've said about save up save up your calories try and try and be ultra ultra um good ultra um under maintenance save up those calories because you know that you're going to blow it you know that you're going to blow it on your birthday or you know that you're going to blow it on holiday and you know what if you don't blow it how good is that anyway you've not wasted anything you might actually have your birthday and still not have put on any weight or or have even lost some or something so it's not yeah if you do it you you don't have to feel bad because you prepared and planned all good. Exactly, exactly. So you can then have whatever it is that, that you're faced with. You can then have whatever it is that you choose to have. The other thing that I've mentioned is something that I only started doing, well, I say recently, it's probably a few months back now when I first started doing this, but the fact of cutting out a meal. I never, ever, ever used to do this, no matter any diet that I've ever been on. I never cut out meals because, you know, I was brought up on the fact that you needed to have three meals a, a, a day or you'd die mm-hmm. sort of thing. <laughs> um, and and as, far as, as far as my mother's concerned, four meals a day. Uh, you know, my mother has breakfast, lunch, dinner and supper. When I lived yes. at home, we used to have supper as well. And of course, we've just been away and mum was with us. And each time, each time it's like, what's for supper? It's like, my God, you just had this massive evening meal and she's already talking about what's for supper sort of thing. Um, so uh, so she still does that. She still has a four meals a day and wonders why she's not losing any weight. But that's, uh, that's a whole different subject. Um, but, you know, I was always brought up that you had to have breakfast. You know, you certainly had to have breakfast if you were going out to work or going to school or anything. You couldn't possibly leave the house on an empty stomach. Uh, you had to have lunch or else how would you be able to concentrate in an afternoon? And you had to have your evening meal because you had to have your evening meal. You know, that's what you came home and sat around the table as your family and had your evening meal. So I, I was, you know, I, I never, ever considered cutting out a meal. But through this program and people talking about fasting, 
Um, once again, I always used to think that fasting was a, a absolute taboo thing and read a lot mm. about it and thought it was a, a dreadful thing. And then when people said, well, when I say fasting, I mean, I didn't have any breakfast. I think that's, that sort of puts it into a completely <laughs> different context. I've got fasting in the a, a week's worth of not eating, you know, and people have Ramadan and things like that where they don't eat or drink. Sounds that's extreme, what fasting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought fasting meant a real extreme, not eating or drinking for several days so that you got into like a heightened state of awareness and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think it all meant, right you know, I'll just not have any breakfast because just not having any breakfast was something I'd never really considered as a tool to use. Uh, and now I do it all the time, all the time. If I think or know I'm going to something where I'm going to be faced with dieting challenges, if you put it that way, when I know there's going to be cakes on offer, and that's my weakness all the time is homemade um, cakes, then I just don't have (laughs) breakfast. And by not having breakfast, I can probably save myself 250 calories by not having breakfast. Um, Obviously, depending on what breakfast you have, that would be a different amount. But 250 calories is quite a lot. To bank, as you say, put in the bank, and then Might be add it half to... the slice of cake, mightn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's what I normally, you know, if I go to the the cafe in the park near here and have one of their cakes, depending on what they are, because some of them are absolutely thick chocolate and that. But I usually sort of <laughs> estimate five hundred, six hundred for a piece of cake. It so yeah, two fifty, two fifty, three hundred is is probably half a slice of cake. So yeah, you know, if you, if I've got that already banked when I go to the cafe at lunchtime, then you know, if for example you've got a big birthday and you're going out for a massive slap up party at night or something, then you could miss breakfast and lunch. Imagine that, and then going Ooh. there thinking that you could have anything and everything and all the ha- alcohol and and what have you, and you may not even go over your maintenance number. You possibly will, and you probably will. But it will be a lot better. No, and it will be a lot better than it could have been. So once again, the whole damage control, damage limitation, I'm trying to say, do it better than it would have been. Do it better Mm. than you could have done it by thinking ahead. So the before thing is the think in advance, cut out the meals, as you've just said, prepare yourself like you'll be leading up to this date. This date isn't a surprise. This date has been on that roadmap for months now. So you've known, as we've all known, that this date was coming. So yeah. you've decided, you know, and, and hopefully other, some other people have as well, that you'll build up, a, a, like you say, a bank account full of calories ready for today. And my God, how much more will you enjoy that? Without, without any guilty feelings. Oh, definitely, because I'm, I'm feeling yeah. slim now. So I don't care if I overeat. I'm feeling slim for me. It's only my opinion on myself, but I yes. feel good the way that I am. I'm feeling slim, so I'm going to eat some stuff and I'm not going to give a shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But if, if you weren't happy with the way that you are or your health or if somebody wasn't and then they're overeating, then you get these negative feelings of, oh, the, I kind of shouldn't be doing this. But for me personally, why shouldn't I? I'm in, I'm in good health and a good position for what I feel like I want to be for me. So it's yeah. all good. And yeah, I liked what you said about skipping meals. Um, that that can definitely be a tactic, can't it? I, I just do healthy eating, I would say. I just try and just try and eat healthy foods because they on average have 
less calories, don't they? I, I try and up my step count as well. Like, for example, you with the cake, if you skipped breakfast and saved yourself 250 calories there, and then you did 10,000 steps, that would burn 250 or 300 calories. And then we're even yeah. Stevens. We're even yeah. Stevens. Or, you know, as, as part of the before thing, or if you walked to the venue or walked to the restaurant or walked yeah. to the, you know, so if you include it in the before bit, if you did, you know, incorporated walking there, um, instead of getting in the car or on a bus or in a taxi or something, then that banks a few more calories, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yep. I'm going to walk to the dessert place that I'm going to tonight with my girlfriend. This is going to be the game. Yep. yep. This is going but to be also, the game. Not only will you enjoy it guilt-free, but you won't be in a situation where you're sitting there looking at the menu thinking, there's nothing I can have on here. So what can I have that's the least calories? That's the de- all right. Well, I'll not do that. I'll do this. So you go in with a, a um, what do I mean? Carte blanche to have anything that you want off that menu. So not only will you really enjoy it when you're eating it, but you give yourself that freedom to look at the menu with happiness, sort of thing, as to oh, I can just look at this. I can pick anything because I've I've built myself up to it in a uh, as you say saving kind of way that I've saved myself for it I've saved up I'm really really hungry because I've had no breakfast or lunch or or, um, so there's so many positives in walking into that event or that situation because you've done the preparation beforehand Um, so I think I think that 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 is a big eight, the before side of thing. And then I was going to talk about the during, unless you want to talk any more about the before side. You just reminded me of one thing that I have mentioned before in different places. Um, but I think it's it's really, really good what you mentioned there. There's, there's an ex-Navy SEAL, a real tough guy from America called Jocko Willink, and he has a book called Discipline Equals Freedom. And this is exactly what you've just explained there. I have I have freedom with my food because of my previous and prior discipline. So sometimes mm. sometimes people get themselves into a very confused trap where they'll say, oh, I, I, I want food freedom. I'm going to just eat whatever I want. I'm not going to restrict myself and this and that and the other. But then they trap themselves with either maybe ill health or a higher body weight than they'd like to be. And eventually it reduces freedom in other ways by having too much freedom and not enough balance in another area. So in in yeah. some respects, again, if we take it back to the financial thing, which is a, a good analogy, mostly because it's similar practices and principles for success in all areas of life, the more um, if you manage your money well, let's say, then you'll have savings that you can go spend and do nice things, won't you? Yeah. If you're yep. if you're always thinking, oh, I don't care, I'm not going to save money, I don't restrict myself, I'm going to buy whatever I want. All right, do that, then you'll be poor forever. Then you'll have yep. no you'll have no financial freedom if you are too free with your money. And it's the same with it's the same with food as well, because food's not free. People think it only costs cash and then tastes like something. It impacts your health directly, literally directly mm-hmm. impacts mm-hmm. health. Yeah. So, so by uh, you're right. I have no guilt or restriction on what I eat tonight because it's only one meal. It makes no difference. Yeah. It makes. Yeah. If, if I if I had diabetes, let's say type two diabetes, and then I ate a two thousand calorie dessert, that would be physically damaging to my body yes. but because it's yes. not especially because i'm already slimmer than i feel like i need to be necessarily even yep. if i put on a bit i don't care no one cares yep. <laughs> it's not even bad yep. for me no one yep. cares it literally doesn't yep. matter so in some ways balance is best and it's 
it's just an interesting little phrase that I often remember that discipline equals freedom. And it's not a universal yes. thing. And it's not, it's not an ultimate one size fits all sort of statement. No, but in, no, but it applies some, here. It, yeah, it applies to quite, a, quite a few different things in life. And it's mm. quite interesting mm. just to remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All oh, right, and then you were, you were thinking about then during the actual let's yeah. say, event so or thinking, holiday. Yeah, during the, the you know the event, as in you know the birthday party or the birthday day, or during um, the 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 week's holiday or the the weekend's holiday or something. And um, I've written down quite a lot of things here, and some of them are you know what I've learned through this program, and some of them are the specific things that I did myself last week which is why I think I've only put on mm. half a pound as opposed to anything else. So one of them was, I, yeah, I've already said that desserts are my um, failing, if you want to call it that, my weakness, my the thing that I love most, it, uh, uh, desserts and also pints of lager. So they're, they're my <laughs> things, sweet, sweet things and, and pints of lager. Um, so the, the t- two things that I did differently last week, so we went out and ate, almost every um every lunchtime or evening meal so we had one meal out each day and we went to one um you know obviously we had to sit outside but we went to one cafe that we really really like in this area and there was a blackboard and it had got the most wonderful meals on so there was burger and homemade chips there was scampion chips there was quiche and chips there was fish and chips all these things. I was looking down this menu thinking, oh, I could eat any of those. I could eat any of those. <laughs> and then there was a whole section of salads, which I actually really do like salad. I never see salad as a thing that, you know, I'll do, go on and I'll have a salad. I do really like salads, but I have salads a lot and I don't have fish and chips and burgers and scampi. Mm. So I was thinking, oh, I'm on holiday. I'm going to have scampi and chips. And then I realized that inside, when you go inside to choose which d- dessert you want at this particular cafe, they have about 40, 40 to choose from. And they're all homemade by this lady who owns this place. And I was thinking, I know that I will want one of those desserts. I know that I will. So shall I have fish and chips and a dessert? Or shall I have fish and chips or a dessert? Or shall I just... So I was trying to work out how I could have the dessert and not walk away feeling bad. So I decided to have a prawn salad, knowing that prawns were probably mm. the best thing to have out of the Keishan salad, or or even there was, um, what else was there? Oh, you could have jacket potato with salad or some or, um, or omelette and salad. So I was thinking, right, I'll have a prawn salad because obviously I won't know what the calories are, but on that menu, that's probably the least calorie um, item on there with a view to knowing that I could then have the cake afterwards. And I had this prawn salad. It was absolutely delicious. Unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, it came with little pots of things like coleslaw and potato salad and things that was got loads of mayo (laughs) on and that kind of stuff. So it probably wasn't as low calorie as I thought it might be. But it was absolutely lovely. It came with a bread roll and butter. I left the bread roll and butter, mainly because I'm not really a bread lover. So I could quite easily not have that. And once again, as I say, my mom was there with us and she's like, aren't you eating your bread, love? And I'm like, no, 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 I don't really need that. Oh, shall I have it then? Like, you're supposed to be a that would have been me well, I love bread. that would have been me though I love bread I would have said pass yeah. it over here <laughs> Did you? so she's like well I you know and then of course you know my husband and my mum ordered burger and chips so I had to watch them eating that uh, and then both of them saying do you want a chip and I'm like no no you're all right um so I had that 
And then I went inside and had the choice without feeling guilty of these massive cakes. And I had this peanut butter chocolate slice thing that was absolutely to die for. But I felt as if walking away, had I been really good? No, because I'd had this peanut butter chocolate slice that was probably, you know, 800, 1,000 calories or something. But it could have been worse. And that's what I've kept telling myself. It could have been worse. So I tried to limit the damage by what I did there. Um, Sorry, I'll I'll stop a minute now. So I know I'm waffling on, but... You're not waffling on at all? You know, yeah, you, you, I, I'll stop. You talk now. <laughs> you know, I know. I, I was enjoying your story. I absolutely love what you've done there. You've you've just used mindfulness to try and get the most happiness out of the situation without it impacting your health or other goals negatively. Because that's that's what you say when when you mean damage, isn't it? It's not like if you ate flipping scampi and um chocolate peanut butter slice or whatever that you'd actually be damaged would you necessarily no 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 it... no i'm using the word damage as in limit the amount of weight i put on during this period yes yeah, so it's damage that to your goals I mean. isn't it necessarily yes um it's yeah. um and may- maybe like you said it would impact your happiness if you went um because if it, to be fair when you said you'd been out to eat like at a restaurant every single lunch or evening meal every single day when you're on holiday and they'd only put on half a pound that's flipping great i agree you must have had balance that is really really good and this is just one exact example of this where you've been thinking okay I, you you're not you're not going to let yourself have a rubbish time at the meal you're going to eat things that you enjoy but how can i balance and manage this so that it's not impacting my goals or health or other things in my life yes. negatively as well this is why you're the yes. winner this and that's why it went well so you got some healthy yeah. stuff in there you got some protein and some veg with a nice prawn salad look maybe like you said not the lowest calorie thing ever but like due to the yeah. sauces and stuff but definitely lower than some of the other choices that were there like fish and chips or scampi which are deep fat fried aren't they yeah um yeah. and then you had the cake Absolutely. and then you felt good walking away that it not impacted you negatively also- but yeah, and also, of course, you know, you obviously have a drink with the with the meal. So I could have had a, a lager. I could have had a latte. But what I had was some tap water. And I, I make it sound like I'm a right angel here because you, you know for a fact that I am not a bloody angel at all. I wouldn't be the weight that I am. But I'm consciously thinking. And I, this is what has been created inside me with this program as opposed to any other that I've done. And I have done everyone that has ever been invented. Anybody that knows me knows that. So it, th- this is the difference now. I'm thinking, like my mom just literally ordered a latte. Um, my husband didn't really like coffee or tea anyway, so he usually just has water. So he ordered tap water. And I thought, yeah, I'll just have a tap water. I will just have a tap water. So I ordered a tap water. Would I have preferred a latte? Definitely. I, I really, really like latte. I would have had one. I've In terms of taste, stopped yes. having. Yeah, I've virtually stopped having lattes now when I go out because, and I usually have an Americano with a splash of milk. I have to have the mm. milk; I can't drink it black. And I just Same. have a splash of, of skinny milk if if I if that's available. And do I enjoy it as much as a latte? No, definitely not. But is it manageable and acceptable? Yes, absolutely. Would I rather do that and then have some some calories spare for cake? Definitely. So once again, with that whole meal, I thought about it. A lot before I got there, I thought about it while I was there. And then I patted myself on the back when we left, thinking, I feel as if I did all right there. I, did, I, had, I had the prawn salad. I had some water. I could have had 
And I know you've said before, don't sort of look at what you what you could have had or, or uh, write down a list of things that you that you you know turned away or something. But I'm trying to think of this more as a I, I planned it carefully. I didn't know what was going to be on the menu, so I couldn't plan it. I couldn't count how many calories I had. I had no idea how many calories was in that prawn salad. No idea how much was in the peanut butter chocolate slice. Way, way, way above what I should have had, ought to have had. Whatever word you want to use. But could I have had a lot more? Yeah, I reckon at that meal, I could have had twice as many calories as what I had. And if you did that at every meal, then what would the result have been when you came back from holiday? It would have been a couple of pounds off, wouldn't it? Yes. That one meal Plus, wouldn't have mattered, but the accumulation. Yeah. Plus the fact that, as you were saying earlier, when we'd be come back from that meal and we dropped mum back off at the, the cottage and the dog and mum could dog sit and what have you, we then decided to go for a long walk along the beach, which was no um, detriment whatsoever because it was bloody lovely and a nice sunny day and gorgeous beach and, and everything. But I walked a lot further than I would have done probably even under my new regime of walking. I walked, I don't think I did a huge more steps, but I did, it went on for longer in one in one burst, if you know what I mean. So I'd normally walk a bit of it and then say, shall we turn around and walk back? But we carried on walking and walking and walking until we came to the end of the beach, really, and you couldn't go any further. And all the time I was thinking, I want to do this because I've had that peanut butter chocolate slice sort of thing. So it's more of a, that is, I guess, is an after as opposed to a during. But I'm, I'm sort of trying to think, say about what you can do when you are, you know, sitting at, down at an event or, or whatever, what you can do to try to still have a nice time. And as you've said, still be happy and not think, well, you know, you, you two can have burger and chips. I'll just have a glass of water. I mean, how miserable would that be? You know, oh, yeah, you know, can I have prawn salad, but can you not put on any dressing whatsoever and no accompaniments? And I don't I want any want bread. Three and I don't... of salad and 4.5 prawns. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I could have said all of that, but I was still on holiday and I still wanted to have a nice time. And I did have a really nice time and probably didn't go that, that mad on it. Yeah, I completely agree. And it shows in your result, doesn't it? And it shows in your happiness and it shows in the balance that you took. And that's really, really good. I could I could top up everything that you've said there um, by teaching people a little something. So in our Six Steps to Slim lectures, we learn about something that, like a, a process that you can do while you're actually at a meal to try and ensure that you're making healthy choices. Um, and it's called the Three Stages of Calorie Control. Um, Mm -hmm. the first stage is if you can count your calories, then good. Um, because sometimes when you go to restaurants and I've heard it may or may not come to fruition that going forward, more restaurants might be, um, made to put the calories of the things that they sell onto the menu, et cetera, which would be good. Yeah, I read that as well. Yeah. 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 It might, it might come to fruition. It might not, but it's part of the... The, the government and the NHS, they're, they're always trying to do what they can uh, for the quote-unquote obesity epidemic, etc. And they're always trying to make 
changes here and there. And there's always giant lists of stuff they might do and it's just on one of those lists. So we never know, but that'd be good. That'd be good. Sometimes when you end up at places like you could have ended up at that cafe or restaurant and you never know, they might just have shown the calories of some of the stuff. Yeah. Then that, yeah. Then that helps. That helps if you can, if you can actually know what you're working with and what it's costing you, not in terms of just money, but in terms of health, then that's good. Um, so stage one is if you can count your calories good, if not move on to stage two. Stage two is one of the ones that you employed, which is try and eat healthier. Um, just because on average, healthier foods, not not always, it's not a universal rule, but on average, healthier foods contain less calories. Like we said, if you went for the prawn salad uh, rather than, let's say, the fish and chips or something. And mm. if, if you were going to rank those up next to each other, if you got, we got all the prawn salads in the world and all the fish and chips in the world next to each other, the prawn salad side would have less calories, wouldn't it, on average? Yes, um, yes. So you tried your best to make a healthy choice. That's good. That's literally good. Um, some, some most places we go these days, they don't show the calories. The more chain restaurants do, like the, the bigger the brand is or the more mm-hmm. sort of, um, what's it called? I suppose individual restaurants like McDonald's, they've got fucking, I don't know, thousands and thousands and thousands. The more restaurants yeah. or um shops i'm not sure what the correct word would be that the sort of brand or chain has the more likely it is to show the calories but most places we go especially if you like little independent places um, like you do with your homemade cakes the chance of a homemade yeah. cake having its calories shown very slim very yeah. slim yeah yeah um so so when and when we get to these places we can try and choose healthy is it a, is it a universal success thing no again so you can go to some places they don't have any healthy options like if you go to five guys you can get burger, chips, hot dog, milkshake, or nothing. <laughs> you just, yeah, yeah. You, you, you literally, if you end up at Five Guys, you can't. Uh, they do show the calories, actually. They actually do on, on the menu, so it could work there, um, as long as you go to the online menu, um, which I wouldn't recommend anybody anybody does because you'll just be appalled. <laughs> yeah, I'm only kidding. Yeah. You can check if you want, but it's, it's very high calories. But you can try and choose healthy. Again, at this dessert place I'm going to tonight, there's no healthy options. There's no healthy options. So what can you do then? What's what's the we've got a last ditch hurrah? What's our what's our last effort or tool or tactic that we could use if you get to a place and there's no calories shown and there's no healthy options? Is is it going to have to be a free for all? Is there nothing we can do except order fourteen burgers? Or you know, um, the the last thing that you can do really is control portions isn't it it's portion control so if if you're going to eat junk food you can always just not eat quite as much junk food i mean personally for me tonight because i prepared and planned in advance like we said i'm going to take none of this into account and i'm not looking at calories or limiting my portions or choosing perfect (laughs) so no No, but what what you're talking about now with the three things are when you're faced with something without without planning ahead aren't you yeah. While we're du- during, we're at the actual place, yeah. we're at the restaurant, what yeah. can you do? Yeah. Firstly, look to see if they've got the calories on the website or the menu if you want to. Secondly, try and make healthy choices if you want to and you care about your body weight and health or you've got those goals. And then thirdly, whether you can count the calories or you can eat healthy or not, you can always control portions, can't you? Like you could, you could if you get a pizza, you could you could leave a quarter of it or give a slice yeah. away to a couple of people. You know, just you can cut, your, like, and that would be 25% less calories, wouldn't it? If you gave away a quarter or yeah. didn't eat a quarter of the pizza. Do you know what the calories are? No. Is it the healthiest choice ever? No. But you you at least know that you cut down a, a quarter of the calories, and like you said, it's not as bad as it might be. Then no. And and this this you know I've just written down a couple of things here that you know you could take the batter off the fish if you're having fish and chips and Some just people have do the, that, yeah. 
the, you know, so it, things like that. You could take, and I mean, at the cafe that I go to near here, they do toasted paninis. And whenever you get them, you always get a massive pile of crisps at the side. So yeah. I always say, can I have, you know, tuna panini, no crisps? Well, you pay mm. for the crisps. And so, you know, you're paying for something that you don't get. But I'm not going to leave the crisps if they're on the side of my plate. They're mm. going to be there and they're going to be eaten. So it's best for me to say, can I have the panini with no crisps? Now, you know, if you didn't know that it came with crisps, that's different. But it comes with a big plate of crisps. So you can say no crisps. That's a better option, isn't it, than just having the sandwich and crisps because then you'd, you'd eat the whole thing. So, Of like, course, like because say, let's be realistic. You, you, the yeah. crisps cost more in your health than they do to your bank account. To some people yeah. sometimes, or to your goals. Sometimes food, yeah. like especially junk food, it's very cheap to your purse, to your bank yeah. account, very cheap. It's costing one pound or less, most junk food, yeah. unless, you're getting really, unless you're getting really fancy with it, isn't it? Chocolates, yeah. crisps, sweets, this, that. It's a quid, two quid, what's yeah. it costing to your bank account? Yeah. It's neither here nor there. You drop it no. on the floor, a quid, and think, oh, <laughs> most yeah. people. Um, yeah. but, but to some people's health, or to their habits, or to their goals... It can be really quite expensive, can't it? So what you're doing there is another mindfulness thing where you're valuing your health over, like you said, yes, you are paying for the crisps, but all right, it's like, what, 50p or something? It's half a pack of crisps yeah. on a plate or something. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. So yes, you are paying for that, but your health's not going to. That's an interesting But the other thing swap. you could do is you could share, you know, share you could, with the true. It's, it's unlikely, control, yeah. although, yeah, I mean, people do for various reasons going to cafes on their own. But quite often you go with a friend or you're meeting a friend there or, or, you know, a family member or something. So you could say, you know, shall we share a sandwich? Or even, you know, that someone might say, are we going to have chips? Well, shall we share a bowl of chips? All of those things are better than saying, oh, yeah, I'll have some chips as well. At, at least you're having half the number of chips that you would have done if you'd have had a, a whole portion and also, one of the other things that, that I tend to do um, as well, I'm, I'm going out on Thursday night and I've, t- I've looked at the menu and it's like, <laughs> I was thinking, I just don't know what I'm going to have on this menu. And then I noticed that they did steak and with all the stuff, the trimmings. But I've, I've ordered a steak with salad because mm. I do like salad, as I've said, and I'm not a lover of chips. So it's quite easy for me to give up chips in place of a salad. That's mm. not actually... Um, detrimental as far as I'll I'll wish that I'd had the chips when I got there but what I mean is before this program I probably would have thought oh I'll just have the chips I'll just have them you know not not really I'm not gonna what do I mean not gonna cause a fuss I don't know if that's the right terminology or not Um, but now because you've got to order the food in advance um, I've ordered steak and salad whether they'll put some coleslaw on the salad what they'll do with the salad I don't know but I, I really, you know, I would prefer not to have the chips. And I know that the steak will probably be fried and all the rest of it. But it was the best option as far as I could see on there. So I think even, like I say, when you sit down to a meal and you look at a menu and you think, oh, no, you know, what am I going to do here? You can always ask for something. You can always ask for, can I not have this or could you cook this like this? And most places will actually accommodate, won't they? Yeah, definitely. And I th- so I think what we're talking about here really is, again, balancing the food between not just eating it for the sake of it but understanding that it is going to impact our bodies yes. and health because we absorb it which is a way that i like to think about it personally i like because this is literally true when you look at the food in front of you that is going to be absorbed into you and become part of you and then you are going to carry it around and then that makes me that makes me yeah. personally feel differently about what i put into my body 
It's not just like, yeah. I don't just shove any old crap in it. Do I eat desserts and high calorie foods? Yes, I do, but I make them good ones. At least I enjoy it. <laughs> if I know that yeah. I'm going to be doing yeah. these things, you know. So I think what we're talking when you about see, here really... When you've said that, I make them good ones. You don't mean that you make them good ones. Explain that. What you mean, what you mean is... I make it worth the while of doing it. Not I make them good ones, as in I make sure it's a yogurt. <laughs> no, I meant I make sure I enjoy it. I make sure. Yeah, I, exactly. Maybe, maybe if I change my intonation, maybe if I say it like this, I make sure it's a good one. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> then, then maybe that tells you more like how I'm feeling about it. No, yeah. I make, yeah, yeah, like there's an example that I use for, um, to, to explain this exact concept to people. And this is only personal to me. Like I, I like pie. Okay, but I've not eaten a pie for such a long time because pie, I understand, is one of the most expensive calorie items ever. And if I'm if I'm going to spend that many calories on something, I'd rather have pizza or dessert. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's, not that, it's, not, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just when, again, what, what I think we're talking about here in this conversation is to try and encourage people to weigh up what the food is and how much you're going to enjoy it versus... Yes trying to make some healthy choices and yes. keep keep your calories appropriate for you as well. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's a more well-rounded, not just seeing the food for what does it cost and what does it taste like, but also what is in it and what is it doing to you? How will I feel yes. mentally and physically? Like for me, I'm lactose intolerant. So that, um, that determines what different things I am willing and not willing to eat. Like I love cheesecake. But, you know, if I eat mm. cheesecake, my stomach tomorrow is going to be upset. <laughs> so yes. I have to, I have to yes. wear that in. I have to weigh that into the... Sometimes do I still eat cheesecake and accept it? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> but yeah. I have to weigh that into the equation and it just helps me make slightly different choices with increased mindfulness. So it's thinking about the food and how it's going to affect you and also how much you're going to enjoy it, isn't it? Not just one yes. or the other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so if we just move on to the after... Yeah, so I realise we've been going probably over an hour and or what have you, but uh, oh, so what the a after, shame! I know, I know. You know, you know oh, me. So... I don't mind. I like the podcast to be as long as it turns out to be. We just chat until the conversation's done. And I'm fine as well. I just, um, I just wonder sometimes if people get fed up of me rambling on, but ho- hopefully not. Well, they would have um, turned it off by now, wouldn't they, Lynn? If they've still got it turned would... on to even hear you say that, they must be enjoying it because they'd have been yeah. gone by now. Hopefully, hopefully, so, yeah. Screw so, it, continue, go forth. Yeah, so coming back <laughs> to the after, I think I think this is more difficult because um, of the mental side of things. So if you haven't done the preparation beforehand and if you haven't done what we've just been talking about in the during part, then the after part is much harder because mm. the after part mentally you could think of two things. One is, that's it now, I've completely blown it. And everything associated with that, every feeling and word associated with that, I've blown it, I've fallen off the wagon, I've let myself down, um, I've um, what, whatever words you want to use. And the negativity surrounded by that can be huge. And the impacts of that thought process on what you do next. So quite often, uh, people will think, oh, I've blown it now, I might as well. Mm. And it's the, the things that come after that, I might as well eat whatever I want for the next five days, or I might as well jack in this program that I'm on. I might as well... Duh, 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 duh. You could say I might as <laughs> well start again next year because I've got too many holidays. 
You could play I'm, that I'm, game oh, with yourself, couldn't you? Connor. No, no, absolutely. And I, and I've I've had that thought, as in I've had that thought, thinking that is what I would have done some time ago. I would have thought mm. I'm just going to write off this year, write off my 60th birthday year because I just know that I'm going to have the most blah 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 blah. I'll start again January the first next year, and and I'll start again. I'm never doing that ever again. So that is, uh, you know, my mind is not there anymore. As I think you can tell from the the things that I say on these podcasts and that my mind is not there anymore. But you can quite easily think if you've had, you know, if you've if you've gone whatever on, on that meal or on that day or on that holiday or on that event, think, well, that's it now. I've blown it. Am I going to be able to pick myself back up from this and start all over again? And that is really hard to do, um, especially when we all have this mindset we can start again on a Monday. And if your birthday was on like a Tuesday or something, are you going to go all oh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday mm. then before you get back to Monday again? So, OK, if your birthday was on a Sunday, then Monday's only the day after. But if you're talking about, you know, I'll just I'll just forget it now until till that. So it can it can set thoughts um racing in your head as to i've blown it now i might as well and there's all the things attached to that but also it's harder after the event to try to catch up or try to make up or try to whatever however that is also what i am doing right now so even though i only put on half a pound last week i don't really want to be that half a pound because half a pound on that holiday and half a pound on the next holiday etc Suddenly, I'm going to be half a stone or a stone heavier by the time mm. it comes to the end of this year. Mm. So straight away, I've come by and started trying to be 500, 600 under. Uh, I've not managed it. I managed 500 yesterday. But to try That's each powerful. day <clears throat> to catch back up <laughs> before I go away on this surprise weekend that I've got. I'm going on Friday. And I've got, to, I've got to quickly try and do something on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to try to get rid of that half a pound before I start again. So it's possible and it's achievable, but it's hard when you've been relaxed, if you want to call it that, to suddenly put on that straight jacket again or put on that corset that I've talked about before um, and put on that corset and hold yourself in and think, no, 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 I need to be good, even though I might not have been good yesterday or the day before. Um, plus, the other thing is try to increase the exercise and the steps afterwards to try to once again, if you talk about it in money terms, to put the money back into the bank account again or to get rid of the overdraft or whichever ways you would look at it to try to get back balanced again. Over to you, Connor. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. I loved the first thing that you said. Um about how if you've not been employing the previous two things that we've spoke about, if you've done nothing to control yourself during all previous, the difficulty of the third one will be even harder or larger. Yeah. Or more extreme. Or, and that, I think that's a really, really interesting, important point. That's not something that I'd necessarily considered, but you're exactly right. Not only mentally, but also physically. Say you came back off a one-week holiday and you put on seven pounds. Yeah. Not not only is that going to be a bigger discrepancy, like you said, between how much you were off it to getting yeah. back on it. Like if you've been completely like, fuck okay, it, well, hey, I'll just eat whatever. Yeah. And then suddenly yeah. you're trying to go back to a 500 calorie deficit. Yeah. That's very extreme switching, isn't it? And also yes. the, the less control you've had on the holiday and the more weight you put back on, the more overwhelming the the period of 
then control afterwards is going to seem like if you put if you put on four or five pounds you might think oh my god what if that takes me four weeks you know to fix or this or yeah. that and then yeah people might could be, do. People might, yeah it easily could do people get overwhelmed by it you can go on a two-week holiday and put on half a stone to a stone everybody's done this from time to time and then you think oh my god and it's it just sometimes it overwhelms people to the point they don't even get started so yeah. I think that's, and, and then that causes them, like you said, to go down these spirals of thinking, oh, well, I've got this coming up and that coming up anyway. And then also I'll just start again. And it's October and you're telling yourself you're going to start again in January. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And a lot, the a lot other can thing is though, between the, now and then. The, the, the positive, again, about our programme is that you don't have that getting weighed weekly in front of somebody um, event. So if you're part of another group, any group where you have to go somewhere and get weighed in front of someone, that is even worse because what people do is they come back from holiday and you know they might come back from holiday on a Monday and their weekly weighing is on a Tuesday. Well, they don't go. So they don't go on the Tuesday because they think, I'm not going to go there because I'm going to be so embarrassed that I've put on seven pounds. So I'll wait until next week. So you wait until the week after, but during that week, you think, oh, well, I don't really have to start yet. I'll start again just before I have to go and get weighed next Tuesday. And then suddenly it comes around to next Tuesday. You've got a sneaky weigh-in on the scales at home and realise that you're actually still £6 over. So you think, oh, I'll not go again next week. And then that's it. Soon as you miss two weeks weighing, most people don't bother going back again. And that's it. You've, you've, you really mm. have blown it. You, whereas... Once again, with our program, it's not really like that, is it? It's a, I can't really explain it, but it's not like that. You don't have that weekly... Well, you have the weekly goal setting and the weekly reflection, but you don't actually have to tell anybody that you put on £7. You can just say, you know, I had a really good week, put on a bit of weight, back onto it now, to next week's another week or tomorrow's another day or whatever. Yeah, we encourage people to get back to their normal, healthy eating choices in their own time. But you're right. Some people come back off holiday and they say, look, I know my weight's going to go up, so I'm not going to weigh in because I just I know it's going up, but I'm just going to get back to my healthy eating. Then I'll check what's yeah. going on in a week or two. And I yeah. say, all right, that's fine. I don't really mind that. It's, it's okay. And we we also don't encourage people that often to go straight back into a calorie deficit after you've come off a holiday. I will say for, for you and these tactics that you've spoken about, you are um, further into the program or... I don't know. You, you've been you've been practicing this game for longer than maybe some other people have. So yes. it's not one size fits all tactics and tools. Like you said, no. it is harder. The hardest time is after the holiday to get back on it. But you yeah. you know you can do this, and you're trained and you're practiced at it, so that's good. Um, but sometimes for different people, that's not the game. So for sometimes for people, I encourage them to go back to calorie maintenance level. So you know, yeah. after they've come back off holiday, you might have been eating 3,000 calories, calories a day on holiday rather than going straight back to 1,500 or something and just cutting your food intake immediately in half on day one and then wondering why you're drowning after jumping headfirst into the deep end because it's just blatantly obvious. How about we just yeah. go from 3,000 to more like 2,000-ish calories and we'll just settle there for a week. So you're just getting your body back to the point where you're at least not overeating. You're just sensible eating again. And then after a yeah. week or two, then re-enter into a calorie deficit nice and steadily if you feel good to do so. Then it's a much yeah. more steady and much more successful and much less pressured, much less extreme, much less back and forth sort of way of going about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the, the, the tactics for the after 
are kind of the same as the ones before though in general aren't they like we we talked a lot about what you yes. can do during the meal and i think that's very powerful but the the basic tools and tactics for after a holiday or event are the same as the ones before it's just try and get back to your healthy eating if you can if you're specifically doing calorie deficit try and do that you can try and bump up your step count i'm going to be doing this too just like you said after today after i eat this massive dessert tonight what do you think i'm going to do probably tomorrow i'm going to skip breakfast I've been known yeah. to do that in the past, you know, probably because I eat so many carbs and sugars. There's no way my body needs food. I, I just ate a full yeah. day's worth of food in dessert, literally. I'm fueled and I'm powered. Okay, I've got enough calories to get me through, I guarantee. So the next day, I usually don't even wake up hungry, literally, after I've eaten a big dessert mm -hmm. or something. And I just pay attention to that and skip the breakfast. My breakfast's usually like 500 calories, so that cuts me 500 of the dessert straight off, doesn't it? Yeah. And then, I, yeah. then I'm going to try and walk more. I'm going to try and exercise. I'm going to try and get back to my healthy eating choices. The next time I'm going out to eat is Saturday um, where I'm going out to a restaurant. So then Tuesday to Saturday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four days, I'm going to try and eat healthy, do my exercises, you know, step count up, all this kind of business. So I've, I've pre-planned for it, yes. But then so that this one doesn't just go unnoticed and then I add the next one onto it, I'm also going to try and do some of the, just the same tactics, nothing, nothing crazy, yeah. just the same, yeah. yeah, just same, getting back to my healthy eating as much as I can, understanding I'll not be perfect, doing my step count as and when I can, et cetera, and just mm. trying to create that balance in between it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, I've made it sound as well that when I was away last week, you know, I was an angel. I feel as if that's what I've said. And, and that's absolutely not true. Absolutely not true at all. You know, I mean, I one day I had three pints of lager and two cocktails one day. Yep. Uh, well, not day, evening, you know, tea time. Three, three <laughs> pints of lager and lime. Yeah, 10 a.m. Followed, followed, yeah, three <laughs> pints of lager and lime followed by two Pone Star Martini cocktails. However... However, I was up all night, all night with acid reflux. Oh, I, I was like so poorly during the night. And that is because, well, it's because of what I had, but also the fact that I really, really don't drink like that anymore. I used yeah. to. I used to. No, I've never been a cocktail person. That was really, I, I am on holiday, so I'm having a cocktail type thing. Uh, but the pints of lager, you know, I've drunk six, seven, eight pints of lager in a night quite easily and quite often. But I don't do that anymore. I've cut that out a lot before I even joined this program. I cut that out for other reasons. Um, so it was the, I think it was the fact that I just don't normally do that. Mm. And I had all of those together. Um, and in quite a short space of time as well. And it made me feel so ill. Therefore, I didn't have any more alcohol for the rest of the holiday. Um, oh, right. But but what, what I'm saying is, I'm not an angel. I'm not a, I'm not a, oh, look at me having a prawn salad instead of having fish and chips. And, you know, aren't I wonderful and all that? No, because you did have a peanut uh, butter slice, didn't you? So it's just balance. Exactly. Exactly. And my mum took with her. A massive Tupperware box full of tarts that she'd made, which was some Bakewell tarts, some mince pies and some coconut tarts, and another massive Tupperware box full of scones. So they were in the cottage with us, and I had several of those as well. Um, I, but once again, not what I would have had in in years gone by. You know, I would have like, had that box open in front of me probably at the side of the settee and just had one <laughs> after another after another until I felt sick. And then yeah. thought, I need to put this box away now. Whereas I'd sort of get one out, put it on a plate, bring it to, my, to the table, sit down, eat it slowly and, 
and have that one and not think oh, I'll just go back and have another and another. So, so, you know, I, I was on holiday. I did have a lot of stuff that I don't normally have at home, but I tried to balance in other ways and also did lots of walking as well. And I think that the whole thing as to what I was trying to talk about today was like I say the damage control, the damage limitation that you know that you're going to be doing stuff that you wouldn't be doing at home. You know that you're going to be faced with things that you're not going to be faced with at home. And you know that you're going to eat stuff and drink stuff that you didn't at home. But try to do all the balancing things like the before and the during and the after to make the damage. And like we said, the damage meaning the amount of weight that you've put on by the end of this occasion. Try to make it as little as possible while still having a nice time, I think. I agree. While having a nice time is the important bit, without spoiling your health, but also without spoiling your happiness. Um, And I've got maybe two small concluding points. One, we could do a financial analogy again, whereas imagine if you went on holiday and you thought, fuck it, I'm on holiday, I'll just spend all my money. Imagine if you bought every single thing that you like the look of when you're on holiday. That's the equivalent Mm. of eating every single thing you like like the look of when you're on holiday. What would happen to your bank account if you just, every time you went on holiday, whatever, I'll just buy everything. You could ruin your home life and home situation and all the time you're not on holiday by doing that, couldn't you? Um, yeah. and maybe you can't ruin your health that easy as quick as you could ruin your finances but it's a similar thing If you, when, when you go on holiday you, what, what can you do you can try and save up some money before you go so you've got some spending money you can try and be reasonably balanced while you're there and then you can try and get back to your health, your healthy savings when you're back can't you yeah. and it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the exact same with the food as well and then the yeah. The last thing was one of the things that we teach right on the first lecture of the program. Another thing that it comes back to a nice little nice little basic, a, a single rule that can help people sometimes is what we always say. You can have anything you want, but not everything that you want. And, that, and that's I've, the just, same. I've got that written down as my final thing to say. <laughs> I've, got, I've got written down Good. two things. You can have anything you want, but not everything you want. And remember that one meal is no big deal. Hey. The two things that I've written down to finish off with because hey. it's absolutely true. They're not just like little catchy sentences. They're absolutely the fundamental part of it all, aren't they? Yeah, you can have anything you want, but just not everything you want. And it goes for, it goes for the same with your finances, really. If you've saved up money to go on holiday, yeah, you can buy stuff, buy whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. But just try not to buy everything that you want, otherwise you might spoil the rest of your whole financial situation. Same with food. Go eat some stuff, eat anything you want, but just try and not eat everything that you want or come across. Otherwise, that just might be causing issues in other areas, might it? And it's all just comes yep. back to that balance. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, what do you think then? Done or any more points from you, my dear? Um, no. Well, just 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 another couple of things that I'd written down, which which you're just summarising really, is that don't feel that you've blown it. Don't do just don't think that. Get rid of that thought process as to I've blown it now, so I might as well. That sentence mm. just needs to go out of people's vocabulary it's because just you've never blown it. it. It's self, yeah. No, it's self, It's just beating yourself up physically and mentally. It's literally just yeah. self-destruction yeah. for no positivity at all. Yeah. 
yeah so just just get rid of that sentence whatever sentence you use and people use different things you know i've hit the fuck it switch or the what you know whatever words you use to the that you use on a regular basis stop using it just stop Mm -hmm. saying those those words because you never have you can always catch back up again you can always start again tomorrow so i'll start again at the next meal or whatever so i think that's one really big thing and the other sentence that I've written down here, and I don't really know how to explain this, but when you can, then do even better. What I mean mm. by that is, like now, I know that I've got four days, so I'm going to try and do even better than I would have done normally during these four days to try to make up for last week and prepare for next week. I don't know what sentence that is. We need to find a sentence for that. But, you know, whenever you can, then do it. To, to compensate for when you can't. I have no better advice than that. That is no. literally great. No, that is literally great. That's, that's yeah. so do, do what you can when you can. That's good. That's good yeah. philosophy for all of life. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, yeah. Good, philo- good philosophy for all of life. Um, but don't like, think you, that when you can't, that you've blown it. That, that's the main thing. The main that's very thing important. to finish on. Yeah. 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 Blown what? exactly because you're still here you're still alive you're still going to eat something today yeah. we're all going to eat something and yeah. the next the next choice is always yours even if the last 1000 meals you've eaten have been desserts every time or you've eaten burgers for the last 10000 things you've eaten have been a burger every time the next thing you can eat can be a salad it literally can you're not yeah. you're not withholding into any habits you can you you've got free will you can make different choices so like you said any, anybody's free to restart or create a new chapter or start a new page or whatever you really want to term it any day any time any meal yeah yeah it doesn't have to be a monday <laughs> no or a january <laughs> it literally doesn't it or doesn't january. get easier <laughs> this is a thing that people understand but also hide from it's not easier on a monday or a january sometimes it's harder because you've got more stuff on i have a busy day on a monday and january is a cold yeah. and it's back to work and it's icy and you've still the dark. got you've still got loads of Christmas food in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, you've got your Christmas podge on, you've got your Christmas food in, it's dark, it's icy, <laughs> and it's back to work. Oh, I'll just I'll just diet then and take on everything at once and wonder why it's hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh god. Absolutely. Um, personally, Lynn, um, I think that was one of our best podcasts ever. I re- I really appreciated that. I thought you had some amazing points. I love how you went for the before, during, and after approach. I thought that was very powerful. I thought we've been through so many different tips for both mindset and both practically as well for people on what they can do. I think we really covered the topic well. What do you think? I do too. I do. I've got across all my points and hopefully some of them have helped some people. Oh, it definitely will do. We get we get good yeah. feedback from this podcast all the time. So Yeah. Really, really good. Thank you. I hope to talk to you again soon then, Lynn. Um, yeah, yeah. Well I'll yeah. come up with another idea, no doubt. Something will pop into my mind in the next few days. Yeah, please do. And then uh, stay in touch with me via message and I'll see you in the group as well. Yep, okie doke then. All right. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll speak to you and we'll see you again soon. Bye.